0: Hour number three of Oilers now. We're going three hours through the playoffs for the Edmonton Oilers. Bob Stofford joining you from Parts Unknown in Southern California. The Oilers wrapping up a practice as we speak over at El Segundo. Brendan and Cam Moon will have the show uh, for you tomorrow as I'll be flying with the team uh, from uh, Los Angeles uh, into Vegas. I asked the question on the uh, Ashley Fine Flores text line before we went to break. Uh, Would you rather have played Calgary in round two, have another battle of Alberta, or are you happy to see the Flames' unfortunate demise, which has resulted in some significant changes in their organization? Uh, This text comes in from Jumpin' Jack Flash. He says, simple as ABC. Anybody but Calgary would have liked to have played them again and beat them, but between now and the middle of June, it will be a daily drop of oil on the entire city of Calgary. I love it. And Country Boy Dan says, I'm actually upset that Calgary got eliminated. I consider Calgary to be our ugly little brother, and nobody should be allowed to punch and ridicule our ugly little brother but us. But that one comes to us for Dan. Well, I, for one, am stunned the Flames didn't make the playoffs, and I did think we're going to have round two of the Battle of Alberta. And I think Brad Trelivian was an excellent manager, and Daryl Sutter um, has won two Stanley Cups. It's all, uh, well, maybe it's not a, a story of the past Maybe it's a story that ends up circling back As we go to the River Creek Resort Casino For Horse Racing Alberta Reminder, opening day at Century Mile Racetrack Is Saturday, May 6th You can watch and wager on the Kentucky Derby For more info, visit thehorses.com We welcome back from NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet in Calgary Eric Francis Hello Eric, how are you doing? I'm great, my man, how are you? I'm good. I mean, we're, we're we're still
1: going here so it's good. Exciting, yeah. And the news exciting. isn't dying on your end either, is it? Hey, we're we're both excited for different reasons. You've got a, an exciting playoff run on your hands and today was a very positive day for the Calgary Flames organization. Explain to our listeners why. You know, Daryl is a great coach, like Hall of Fame coach, one of the great coaches of this era. I'll go that far. I, I don't think many coaches prepare players better for a game. Uh, I don't think many, many coaches work a bench better than him in game. And I think that his way of uh, making, you know, getting this team to play this year was, was the best way possible with, you know, basically four check, four check, four check, and cause turnovers and and such. But, but the one thing that he wasn't able to change over the years uh, was his ability to manage people, human beings, treat them like human beings. And the culture he built here was one of fear one of, uh, you know, players hated coming to the rink. Um, there was a mass exodus planned already by a lot of players who wanted out of here. First chance they got. Uh, you know, Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk, I think for large part, were already going to leave. But all things being equal, when the coach signed the extension, I think that was the, the final straw. They were both gone. Uh, the, it cost, you know, his power struggle with the general manager cost this club its general manager two weeks ago. He fell on the sword and said, I can't manage this guy he can't be managed and now uh, and, then, and then you're staring at a situation where a, a large number of players uh, are ready to leave after next year and it's because it's just no fun to be here anymore it's no fun to play hockey he sucks the fun right out of it for everybody the losses are unbearable and the wins can't be celebrated in any fashion so it was a culture that he built and he wanted it that way he wanted players you know uh, to, he would like things unpredictable he liked guys being a little nervous and on edge and uh, at the end of the day, that's no way to run an organization, a modern day organization. Today's players don't put up with that crap. And there was a huge mutiny that he faced in the player interviews this year. A lot of them made it very clear that they wanted nothing to do with this organization moving forward. And the management finally listened to it. And what was interesting about it, Bob, and just listening to Don Maloney talk about it, he also talked to a lot of player agents as he went through this process to yes. find out what they should do with their head coach. And I thought that was fascinating because you never hear management give any sort of kudos or credit to manager or to, to agents. But the reality is, agents talk just like everybody else in this business. And word around the league was, you don't want to be sending a player to Calgary anytime soon with Daryl Sutter there.
0: Well, as you know, we have Jerry Johansson on the show at least once a month from the Sports Corporation. He's got the largest stable of players in Western Canada, and uh, you know, he is not a believer in breaking people down and building them up. I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm a little old school. Uh, I, can, I can handle a Sutter. You and me are roughly of the same vintage. You look better than I do, but the reality is, <laughs> you know, it is a different era, and I don't believe in breaking people down and building them up. I know you don't either, uh, no. and there is an unfortunate party in this for me and that's Brad And I thought given the cards he was dealt with we talked about this Eric uh, multiple times when we saw each other during the year I thought he made a hell of a trade <laughs> like I actually thought the Flames might not have a better regular season team but might have a better playoff team the problem is they didn't make the playoffs I mean you had Huberto and Condry and Weeger on the back end I I I thought Brad did, like, you look at that Hannafin and Lindholm trade for Dougie, uh, for for Hamilton. Like, Brad Trilliving did a pretty, they got a great farm team. He did some real good work there.
1: I think they're, you know, a pretty impressive trio of goaltenders, too, but that was part of their undoing this year. Either way, you know, I'm not going to disagree with you. I thought Brad Trilliving did a great job. And the fact that Sutter cost this organization its general manager is just another example of how this, this was untenable for this coach to continue on. I mean, that the, he had poisoned the well here. There was too much damage he'd already done and was threatening to do moving forward because he had way too much power. And no coach, no coach should have the power that he sort of exerted. And and I get it. The guy's, you know, the guy's in his 70s. Uh, he's, he's uh, actually, I should check that. Out. I can't remember how old he is. But, he, you know, he's, he's right near the end of his career. He's, he's won his cups. He doesn't care. He's got money beyond belief. Like he's going to run it his way or, or the highway. And so they showed him the highway today with an $8 million check in his pocket. And he's going to be just fine. But also the organization now will be a whole lot better off because they're now doing it the right way. They're going to say, whoever we hire as a general manager will have free reign to hire whatever coach it is, because it looked to me like they were going to come in and say, okay, here are you know top three candidates. Uh, what would you do with the coach? which is really a loaded question. You're staring at an owner who's who, who's got $8 million tied to this coach. You're going to pick the coach, even though that was the wrong move. So I'm glad management did the right thing, and whoever comes in, you're going to get your best candidate possible now because he knows he has free reign to really affect change.
0: Which players do you think they were most concerned about potentially losing for nothing in, in the next year or so?
1: Well, there's no question Elias Lindholm wants out of here. Uh, I think he wants out of here no matter what. I don't think it's just the coach, but uh, he, he made it very clear in his exit interviews. He's not really interested in signing an extension after next year, so they'll have to trade him this summer or real soon. Michael Backlund, who might have been the Flames' best player this year. He's 34, so, you know, not as Love big an him. asset, but still. Love so you him. And I talk, yeah, you and I have talked about him. If he's your third-line center, man, you should be in pretty good stead in this National Hockey League. And... Uh, you know, he, he kind of said his, his words were, I want to see what they do. And I think he was referring exactly to what they did today. So maybe there is a chance Michael Backen will come back, but I doubt it. Uh, Noah Hannifin's as good as gone, in my opinion, uh, after next year. So the real core of this team and other guys you got to worry about are Chris Tanev. Uh, Tyler Toffoli is the one guy who really loves Sutter. He was willing to sign and stay with Sutter forever. Uh, You wonder how this affects him. And then Zdorov also was interested in staying. And Some big news today also came out of the press conference. Oliver Shillington has told the club that he plans on being back next year. That hurt the club a lot, that he wasn't able to play with them in a top-four role on the back end this year. And uh, so there was was plenty of good news to to go around today at at the Flames press conference.
0: Alright, so last year uh, there was a player from the Alberta Golden Bears, and this just showed me the commitment that Calgary made. They flew Craig Conroy and Brad Paschal off to the University Cup in Wolfville Acadia to go see Noah Phil play. Uh, now, Edmonton ultimately got me at 19 goals this year. He had a great year. I think he was top 10 in the league in rookie goal scoring and he didn't play in an offensive role for the first half of the year. Of course, Luke Phillip was previously signed by Calgary. And I bring up those two names, Craig Conroy, and brad pascal like i think the flames were a pretty well-run organization um i'm not there day-to-day you are eric are those two guys that should merit consideration for their gm job conroy and pascal well,
1: yeah absolutely I, I think those guys uh, definitely should get a good long hard look you know the people's choice in this city of course is is craig conroy i mean everybody's always loved craig conroy from the days when he led this team, you know, with Jerome McGinley to the two thousand Cup, two thousand four Cup final. Uh, he's an ambassador in the community. You're never going to meet a nicer guy in the game than Craig Conroy. Um, he's done everything you could possibly ask of him in terms of scouting, in terms of signing contracts, in terms of he was the one they sent with the private jet to go get Johnny Gaudreau. And don't take no for an answer. You come back with Johnny Gaudreau on that jet as a Calgary Famer. Or you know, come home, <laughs> sort of thing, and he and he and he made it happen. He did that same thing with Matt Coronado, their first round pick this year, uh, made sure he he came to the Flames. So, you know, he's done it all, but he hasn't actually worn the hat. So the question is, do you want someone who's worn the GM hat before, or someone who's brimming with uh, experience as an assistant GM and deserves the spot? Uh, it will not be popular if they don't hire a great car, but this shouldn't be a popularity contest. This should be, you know, a well. Vetted process where you just hire the best possible guy, and that may not be Craig Connor. Lots of good options out there.
0: All right, head coach. Um, I I was in Calgary to see uh, the Wranglers uh, play Bakersfield during the All Star break. That's an excellent team. They're still playing. Mitch loves their head coach. Of course, they had Ryan Huska and they had kirk muller who's who's the best candidate from your perspective to be the next head coach of the flames if they stay internal
1: oh man if they stay internal, see, it's, it's such an interesting question because you know if they if they hire an external gm like someone that's not named pascal or conroy uh, they may have other designs you know andrew burnett's a name that keeps coming up because of his connection with huberto in florida Uh, when Huberto was, you know, cooking with gas. But uh, in terms of internal candidates, I don't know. Kirk Muller was tapped to be the Habs' future coach for a lot of years, and then that never happened. Uh, Ryan Huska, to me, deserves a shot in the National Hockey League as a head man. No question about it. Uh, Is it too soon for Mitch Love? Well, the guy just won back-to-back Coach of the Year awards in his first two years in the American Hockey League. That's pretty damn good, too. So... I don't know. I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. There are three phenomenal candidates just internally for them to look at, and I and I certainly hope they look at those guys really hard and long. Because uh, even if it's a fresh new set of eyes with a new GM, um, I still think those guys should be at the top of the list.
0: Well, I'm half serious on this, but sometimes things can be learned from Edmonton. Uh, the Oilers, you know, got the building deal done. Looks like the Flames are going to get a building deal done with 330 million of the province's money. Nicely done, since the others didn't get any of that. Um, but one of the things Edmonton did is they hired internally with Jay Woodcroft. And Connor McDavid said after the game the other night, you know, we have a top five coach in this league, coaching our team. He's today's coach. Is there something to be said for having a guy that's got experience with a lot of your prospects and has a pulse on today's player, like, uh, you know, a guy like Lover, for that matter, Huska, that's coached in the American Hockey League in the last four or five years?
1: Hell yeah, is the answer to that. And, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Jay Woodcroft. I think it's been amazing what he's done there. And I saw those comments from Connor McDavid, but I'll, I'll just kind of... I'll just put it in terms that everybody can understand. I don't care where you work, at a gas station, you work on a farm. Uh, If if there's no hope that you can bust your ass and move your way up in this world, then why would you work anywhere? Why would you ever work for a company that doesn't promote from within and show people, if you do what we're asking you to do, that we will reward you? I mean, there's a ton of people internally in the Calgary Flames organization who have been nothing but great soldiers and deserve promotion, and to overlook that will not be popular and will continue to cost this organization more people, because I can tell you right now, Craig Conroy doesn't get the the GM job, he is gone. Absolutely gone. There's no way I or he should stay Uh, I'm saying if I I was him, I wouldn't stay at all if the organization overlooked him after all these years of service. So I agree with you. Promoting from within, it sends a great message to any organization that you do the work and we'll look at you seriously.
0: Eric, a year ago at this time, roughly, we were looking at getting ready for the Battle of Alberta. The Flames were the favorite. They won 9-6 in Game 1. They are up 3-1 in Game 2. I don't know what shocks me more, the fact that the Oilers came back and won 4 straight or what happened to Calgary since? It's kind of crazy when you think about it, isn't
1: it? You know what? It's crazy. I almost forgot it was only last year that everything, especially after game one, looked like, oh my God, the Calgary Flames might even challenge for a cup this year. And four games later... Uh, you've destroyed the soul of the goaltender, the, the, the backbone of this franchise uh, moving forward. And, uh, and all hell's, you know, fallen apart since there here in Calgary. The coach is gone. The general manager is gone. There are guys who want out. It's absolutely stunning how, you know, I guess it speaks to the parity and how, how, you know, how, how close every team is, you know, with a few breaks, maybe the Flames. I'm not saying that maybe the Flames win that series. God, no, I would never say that. That was a domination by the Oilers and whole marks to them. But, uh, you know, after leading game one or winning game one, you'd think that uh, you, you couldn't have fathomed that it would go this way for the Calgary Flames. But good on the Oilers. Hey, there are a lot of us down here in the south that are thrilled to see them, you know, doing what they're doing, carrying that Canadian flag. I think they're the team to beat right now in the west. I don't think anyone would argue with that. And maybe the best team left in this tournament but we're going to find out because as we know things could change really quickly and no better example of that is what we're going through here in calgary good point
0: i would say you got to commit to youth i really do like i look at how you know mcleod and bouchard and day have to, it you know i mean at one point daryl and i don't know if he meant to or not but he couldn't even remember the name of you know a first round pick in the flames organization that had come up Um, And I'm looking at some of those younger players, and I think they need to go that route instead of, the, you know, with all due respect, the Trevor Lewis's of the world. What about you?
1: The troubling thing in that vein is Don Maloney just stood up there and said that he thinks this is a damn good team. And with just a few minor tweaks, this team could, you know, not only make the playoffs but next year, but make some noise. I, I'm not going to sit here and disagree with them. With, you know, the Flames just had brutal luck this year, and and, and and just a lot of things fell apart for them, and they only barely missed the playoffs by a couple points. Uh, but that was still only going to get them into eighth place. I, I I agree with you. I think it's got to be a careful blend, to be honest. I think I think it's got to be. No. You've got to integrate your youth. You have to. You have to again, like I said, you have to show them that there is a path to making the big club. Like you know, what if you're Dustin Wolf right now? They just signed Dembladar to an extension. You're thinking, oh my god. Between Markstrom and Vodar, I'm not sure if I'm when I'm ever going to get a chance in an NHL level. Yet all he is is the most valuable player in minor hockey, or you know, in minor pro hockey, or in the world. Um, yeah, so they've got to integrate more Pell Chase. More Coronados, uh, you know, t- just like you said earlier, it's, it's, uh, it's going to happen. They, they gave, they paid, uh, this is a young man's league now. You've got to have veterans, but you also got to make sure that the, that the kids are in there making their minimum salary and making a, but making a big impact moving forward. So I, I'm with you. They're going to have to uh, go with more of a youth movement than I think they even think. And a little
0: cross promotion for you, Eric, uh, for our friends at Horse Racing in Alberta, Jeff Robillard and the gang. Um, again, opening day, Century Mile Racetrack, May sixth. Uh, you can watch and wager the Kentucky Derby. For more information, head to thehorses.com. Your uh, your show is when in Calgary, courtesy of HRA Horse Racing in Alberta.
1: It's every Monday at noon till one o'clock on Fan 960, and uh, it just so happens to coincide almost weekly with uh, a firing of some sort with the Calgary Flames. So, so <laughs> make sure you stay tuned because we always seem to have a great chance to follow up on fresh news. So, uh, uh, but other than that, if it's not news, I like to have my show is more of a news magazine. It's all about storytelling. I love I love people yeah. who tell stories. That's what I live for. So once a week, we convene around the hot stove, and we just listen to great storytellers. So now, once the dust settles on all these crazy moves in Calgary, we'll just get back down to some good old-fashioned storytelling. And I'd love to have you on. You I've had you on before to tell great stories. you got a million of them, and I'd like to hear some more real soon, my man.
0: All right. Take care. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for joining us Thanks today on it. a busy yeah. day for you.
1: Enjoy your you ride. Bet. That on, is man. Eric
0: Francis, courtesy of the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Again, live racing taking place at Century Mile back at it Saturday, May 6th. You'll be able to watch and wager in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, tomorrow, Frank Saravalli for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. He will join Brendan Escott and Cam Moon. It is 224 in Edmonton and you're listening to Oilers now. Jimbo texts us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at two twenty seven. He says, "Bob, I'm a Super Oilers fan, but if they don't win, uh, the next teams I cheer for to win the cup are Calgary, Vancouver, Winnipeg, Ottawa, Toronto, and Van uh, and Montreal." That one comes to us from Jimbo. Uh, hey, for me, I wish that it was you know Calgary, Vancouver, right there at the Oilers, but I'm not disappointed this year that the Oilers are where they are. Again, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, And lots of different perspectives coming in. Country boy Dan says, "Could you see the Oilers or the Calgary Flames hiring Dallas Aikens as a head coach?" From Dan, no. I think Dallas Aikens' next job is going to be in uh, television. Bob, will they hire a GM and a president of hockey operations as two different positions or use the same guy? I, I do think it's a possibility they have a, a president of hockey ops. Maybe that's Don Maloney and then a general manager to do the day-to-day. Don't forget, they had Brian Burke above above uh, Brad Trail even for a number of years there uh, before Berkey went to TV and then went to Pittsburgh to be the president of Toronto. Hextall. And don't be surprised if you see Berkey circling back in TV. Uh, very, very shortly. Again, it is two twenty eight in Edmonton. You can always text us on the Honestly Five Floors text line at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. I'll tell you the guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow Sizzle to 99.90 Jasper I Avenue. Mean, tell Chris and Chef Eltaf that Oilers now sent you. Roos Chris is open all Oilers game nights and Tuesday through Sunday from five until close. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn and then John Shannon for legacy heating and cooling.